I am Marlon Jones, the Career Skills Architect, and this is View from the Big Chair Podcast, Examining the Cost to Be the Boss. The purpose of this podcast is to share information with students in sports administration programs and with young professionals and those who are underemployed in sports administration. We talk with guests who sit in the big chair, those persons who are directors of athletics, who are head coaches, commissioners, or directors of different areas within athletic administration. We learn from their journey, and we also learn what skill sets they look for when they are hiring for positions so that you know how to prepare so that you can get to your own big chair. Today, we are joined by L. Quincy Pryor, a former football student athlete, coach, and trainer with experience in player representation, who is now the founder and head of school at Youth Serve Academy Incorporated, a private academic and sports academy in South Florida. Welcome, L. Quincy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. When and how did you fall in love with sports? As a kid, I've always been very competitive, and sports is really an avenue. I strongly feel that sports provide youth the, the discipline that it needs for life, and and I do think that growing up, my dad, my, my both my mom and dad, they were very supportive uh, in sports, and they always made sure that my brother and sister were always participating in a sports in a sports program and. And I participated in a little league baseball. I was a pitcher and track. I really didn't like track because I never thought that just running, running, running was, was fun. And so so that's how I took a liking to sports. And in the end, I paid huge dividends because I have was able to get a, a football scholarship and was able to go off and be a football defensive lineman, an All-American defensive lineman. And I really love the life teachings that sports add to the dimension of, of my life. And I see it as it plays out and in some of the young people that I serve. But it's just like in life, not everything is going to go your way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get picked at everything. For example, a job, you're not always going to get that job, that dream job you want right off the bat. Same with sports. You're not always going to win every game. You're not always going to win that in overtime or get that turnover. But you must, the game must the, the game must go on the same as life. But then that's some, those are some of the, uh, the the advantages that our students get here at YouthServe. I like to say I, I bring a, a coaching element to to what we do here at YouthServe because I know it, it helped me and it benefited me, and I think I turned out pretty good. And so YouthServe is, is, is definitely a place where our students can feel like they value it there in everything they do. We look to add to that. And I think with our sports program, our entrepreneurship program, our academic program, there's always a foundation to everything. And I think you uh, serve as our mentorship program. So I know I, I went on and on and on, but I, it's something I'm really passionate about. And I can I can talk all day long about you serve and some of our students and some of some of the the stories that we have with some of our former students and current students. And so so it's definitely something we're all looking forward to. 
Well, walk yeah. our listeners through your journey from All-American student-athlete <laughs> to head of school. What were your stops along the way? So right out, of, right out of college, I had opportunity to go to several camps, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens. And, 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 and quite frankly, I found out that football really was, football, I was just, football was something that I was good at, but it wasn't a love. It wasn't a passion. I love playing. I, I really love playing. And I love, I had a passion for playing, but I didn't have a passion for the game. And when you talk about the game, that incorporates practice, that incorporates film session, that incorporates everything that it takes to play the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have a passion for that. I was I was just a, a gamer and wanted to play. But I always had a passion for helping people, particularly kids. And so I remember I was in training camp in Tampa, and I, I remember going to the coach and said, listen, I just, I'm ready to do something else. I'm, I'm not and, – and, and still to this day, I, I really don't – I really – because I'm not that type of guy or that type of person to to really do things my way. I'm typically doing things because other people want me to do them or because other people expect me to do them. For example, like right out of college, I could have been fine just going in into my career and not going to pursue the NFL. I could have, I would have been perfectly fine for that. But I did it because it was expected of of, of me and 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 that's why I tell every kid uh student that that I come in contact with find that niche find that passion, and then you will never work in your day in your life. And so after I left training camp, I ended up working at Indian River State College. And I've been here ever since. I've been an educator here for this, my 20th year. And while being here, I, I've, I've served many hats. I've been a, a strength and conditioning coach, assistant boys basketball coach, assistant women's basketball coach. And throughout those years, those 20 years, I started helping. There was a need for our student athletes at the college, they wasn't they were they wasn't graduating, right? And so, in order to graduate, or in order to 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 accept the Division One offer out of out of a, a two year institution, you have to graduate. And we, Correct. I was seeing, a, I was seeing a lot of our student athletes. They was great. They was good players, but they the academics and the athletic prowess didn't coexist. And so, I just took it upon myself, and it was. This was volunteer now. I mean, it wasn't like I was a paid student academic counselor or a paid assistant coach. I did this on my own because I seen primarily with students that looked like that looked like me. That in the end they played, but then when it, when it's time to graduate, they was always they was always a short hand of the stick. And so I took it upon myself to start working with those student athletes, and then. And from there, I started this, this company called The Game, which was a sports a training facility where I was working with all the top kids in the in here in South Florida. And then there was this one kid in particular I was working with, and he was like, Coach, you should be an agent. I never, never in a million years, never thought that I would even consider being a sports agent. And the, coach, and the kid was like, if I go to the, go to the NFL, I will want you to represent me. And so I did a little due, little due diligence. And then I seen that you have to have a master's degree. And so I just went and just started checking off all the boxes. I went and got acquired my master's degree in, in sports in sports administration. <laughs> and I went to D.C., in Washington, D.C., and took the agent administration exam, passed the agent administration exam. 
became an agent. And so, and I've, I've worked with a, a, a quite a bit of players, whether it's bigger agencies and the legacy agency, I worked with Lee Steinberg, worked with the Morgan Advisory Group, worked with Longevity Sports Management, Title Sports Management. And then all of these agencies were practices that didn't have sports, didn't have a football division, NFL division. And so based on my recruiting prowess, I was hired to come in and build an NFL practice. And Morgan Advisory never had a draftable player prior to me. But they had like LeGarrette Blunt. He was the one notable player, but he was undrafted. But I went on and signed Jarius Wright, Greg Childs, Regis McConnell, LaRon Bird. Ronnie, Thorn- Ronnie Thornton, this, and then, and, and the next year after that, they signed Beckham, they signed Eagle Ferguson, Quan Alexander. And so that propelled now them having a roster of players. Now they can go and sign the, the, Odell, <clears throat> the Odell Beckhams. And, and then with the legacy, the legacy agency, I was working with Kenny Felder out of legacy, out of the legacy agency out in New York. And we signed the number one overall pick that year, Jameis Winston, out of Florida State. And so my my niche is relationships, developing relationships, and all the players that I've ever worked with and signed. It was a promise to me, the promise that I always made to their parents that I would make sure if they're if they're a student athlete or their son left early, I would make sure they provided. I, I would make sure that they would go back and get their college degree. And and, and every parent that that I've ever worked with as it pertains to their, their, their son, they would, they would definitely tell you that I held up my end of, of the bargain because that's, that is a passion of mine. I'll tell them all the time, me seeing you walk across the stage, getting your high school or college diploma. I'm more excited about that than you walking across being a first round draft pick because a lot of people don't expect you to graduate. They expect you to run the football, catch the football. They expect that, but not to graduate college. And so that was always something that, that I hung my hat on. And so, and and so during that time I was developing the, this is a business plan for this private school. It was uh, first, it was called Momentum Academy and right. And so Momentum Academy, I I remember going and getting the name, I trademark and the trademark and patent office said, well, his name has already been taken. And I was kind of upset because that was the perfect name. And then I thought, uh, me and a, a friend of mine, Aubrey Grimsley, we was thinking about, okay, what will be synonymous with youth and sports and education? And, you know, what will we, and, I, and, and she was like, okay, what, what, what will we be doing? I said, we'll be serving the youth. And she was like, okay, youth serve. And that's how the name youth serve come about. And so, and so after going through the, the process of being a sports agent and traveling 24-7 every day of the week, weekends, weekdays, I think I have to take time and really finish Youth Serve Academy, finish this business plan. So, because that's really my baby. Recruiting players and, and all that, it was fine, but there was nothing more than having a, a an academy where we can help shape and mold the lives of young men and women. And so I took, I took, took a hiatus. I, I took time off from the whole sports representation, representation and, and just focus on you, sir. And, and boy, did it pay dividends. And so, so now we, we was going to open up in 2019. Then when COVID hit, we kind of pushed things back, which I'm, which I'm glad we did because we was, we was able to get in a really great situation 
facility-wise, we got a new president at the college, and he always said he had an open-door policy. And so I never, I had never met him. He had never met me. And so I set up a meeting with him through his assistant, and we talked, and he wants to know a little bit about me. He told me a little bit about himself. He come from FAMU, was Auburn grad. And so when I start, start telling him about you, sir, and he was intrigued about it. And then I said, well, right now I'm just looking for the perfect spot to house the academy. And he was like, why not right here, right here on campus? That's great. Yeah. And so he's been a big supporter of it and really, really great guy, Tim Moore. And we, we're looking forward to really educating as many kids here on the Treasure Coast, making sure that every student that comes through our doors, either they have, either they graduate with an AA degree or they graduate with a vocational certification. I do understand. I think we all understand that everyone is not cut from the same cloth and not college, what we call college material. And so, and kids, they quite frankly, when they, when we come in and interview them, they'll say, listen, I mean, I'm just not really, I don't really want to go to college, but I want to be successful. And so we heard that enough. And then we, we came up with an entrepreneurship curriculum in which every student that comes to serve, particularly for to attend our entrepreneurship academy, every student going to graduate serve with a certification in some type of trade, right? And so so let's say if they, they come to serve Academy, then they come to our entrepreneurship program. At the end, when they graduate the academy, we will provide startup capital for them to start their own business. So we'll, we'll, we're going to partner with them and provide them the funding to start their own business. That's amazing. Yeah, and and another amazing aspect to you serve and what we're really proud of here is that we partnered up with Mulberry Real Estate and Development and they came up with an amazing curriculum, reading curriculum for you serve and every student that come through our doors will have the opportunity to partake and it's mandatory. Our reading our reading program is mandatory because I think that's one thing that we don't do enough of myself included is read. And so we, we definitely want to make sure that our students is reading above board, reading at grade level, hopefully above grade level. And so so when students partake of the reading curriculum, they will graduate at Youth Serve Academy with the credentials to be a licensed real estate agent. So that's amazing. Um, and so, yeah. And so that's just a just a little, a little nugget, a little gift that we're going to provide our students. And, and by default, they will obtain that. Now, you were talking about the different students. Who are the students that you're serving? Well, the students that we're going to serve is any student that want to learn, any students that have, I, I like to call it tunnel vision. You Serve Academy is not, it's not for everyone, and, and I'm quite open about that. It's not for the student that feel like their, their parents is making them, to, making them go to school. It's, 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 although we like to recommend them to our a mentorship program, and hopefully we can change that, that that thought process, and then get them in the USERV Academy. Well, USERV it's a it's an institution for students that that want to be successful, and like everyone said, they want to be successful, but not everyone do what does the thing that it takes to be successful. And so, we want to wrap around every every di- different piece of type of resource around. Our students, if we have, a, if we, if we, if a, if a student come to us and they're a B average student, by the time they leave USERV Academy, they should be an A student because that, to me, that's a reflection on us. And we're only taking a, a, a small number of students 
because we want to have a zero fail rate when it comes to our students and 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 and, and the services that we provide. And so we we it doesn't matter whether they black, yellow, white, green, gay, straight, LGBT. We love them all, and and and, and inclusion is definitely at the forefront of what we do here at Serve. And so I, I'm not a label guy. I love kids. I don't care what background they come from or or what what they gender is or what they're representing. I want to help them and I want to help them succeed. And, uh, and I think that's what separates us from everyone else. There's no judgment for what we do. When a kid walk in our doors, that kid become my kid. That kid become our, our algebra teacher's kid. And so we treat all our students like their own, just like I want my daughter my kids to succeed. I want everyone that you serve to succeed just as just as much as I want my my own children to succeed. And so and and, and that's in, in a nutshell, those are the, the type of students that we that we're looking to serve. Students is just one of students that want to learn and wants to be a part of something great, wants to leave a legacy, and also students that are going to be, that's going to support each other. Our motto is, is is achieving excellence together. That is our tagline. That's our motto. And so when it comes to helping each other, and we may have a student that may not be as proficient in algebra or English or science, I'm pretty sure we have students in the room that, that will be. And, and what we would like, and what we would like to see is students not waiting on a tutor to help that other student, but seeing that student in need and, and going out of their way to help that student. And that's the type of environment that we're creating or that we're going to create or will create or have created at serve. And so parents can rest assured that every student is going to be held to a high standard. Every student is going to be valued. Every student is going to have an excellent learning environment and every student is going to, and every student is going to have the expectation to succeed. And so we're excited. We're excited for current students, future students. And I think it's just a perfect, it's a perfect academy for, for that student that, uh, that, that want to be successful and want to be surrounded. Everyone want to be surrounded by, by excellence. Everyone want to be surrounded by a, a great environment. And that's what you're going to get at you, sir. You're going to get, I can't stress it enough. And, and one reason why I can I can say that and, and, and promise that is because one I'm the head of school and two I, I'm gonna micromanage the process to make sure the small things don't turn into big things right and we're gonna meet it right at the head and 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 when you go to our website youthserve.org you'll hear us mention talk a lot about community you serve is a community although I may be the one that birthed you serve or founded you serve. I don't own you, sir. Every every parent, every student, and, and parent that that attends you, sir, they're part owners. And 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 I tell every parent take ownership of the academy, right? And I'm I'm I don't care to be right. I want to get it right. So if there are some things that that we can do better at you, sir, let's bring it to the table, because in the end, it's whatever it's what's it is whatever the best interest for our students. It's my, my most important focus. And for me, it's no hidden agendas. It's all about making an impact. It's not about making money. It's about making an impact and serving our students and seeing these students when they're 30, 35 years old, having great careers, great individuals, helping out their community, serving. And I'm, a big, I'm big on serve, serving. I tell all our students, try to do one thing, try to do something, at least one thing a day to serve others. And that would truly change your life. 
and and we're we're big on that. And we we are going to have a great community service piece where our students are going to be out in the community serving because I think that's one piece and one element that our young people are missing today. Is everything is about give, 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 or give me, give me, give me, give me. It's not they don't understand. I'm, I, I mean, I have children too. They're they act like they act like spoiled brats too. So I'm not excluding my children either. But in, in this day and age, kids are they are entitled and. And I want to, to to pretty much show students is you're gonna feel a, a, a heck of a lot better when you're giving versus always receiving, and it's gonna go a long way. Al Quincy, is this a boarding school or a day school? Well, it's, it is a day school. It is a, currently it is a day school, but we do have we do have the capability because we are on the college and we have dorms. We do have capability to be a boarding school. For example, our our sports academy, we're going to have kids coming from abroad. We're going to have kids coming from Angola, from from Europe, from Canada. So we're going to have kids coming from all over. So we will be able to board those students. So do you have to be an athlete? No, you do. You do not have to be an athlete um, um, to, to be in our, to, to be in our boarding program or to be housed. You don't have to be in. in you don't have to be an athlete. In fact, I, I, when you look at what we're doing. We're building our academics first, and then our sports comes last, right? Okay. So we want to make sure our foundation is that of education, not that of sports. And so we're going to have sports. Our sports academy actually starts next year. We're going to concentrate on the academic component. Now we're going to have our sports academy where we're going to be where we're going to be training student athletes, and we're going to be training kids from fourth grade all the way up. And so that way we'll be identifying some of our future stars that will be attending Youth Serve Academy. And, and every student and every student and student athlete will be trained by the best. For example, our, our we have a day trading program. Our students are going to be learning from one of the best day traders on the planet. If our, our, our reading curriculum is developed by Enoch Morales. I mean, he, this guy was probably one of the, the best minds when it comes to real estate that I've ever sat and listened to. And so all of our programs are going to be spearheaded by experts in the field. Our baseball program is going to be ran by George Foster, Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball player. And so I'm going to stick with what I know. I'm a football guy. I'm an education guy. I'm not going to go out there and try to coach basketball or tennis or golf or, or any of that. We'll have someone that's an expert in that field that's going to be providing, they're going to be providing that resource. Same with our engineering program. One of our former students, Didier Joe Saint, he created our he created our engineering program. He has a, a consulting company called Motion Dynamics, in which he's going to take our engineering students and going to go out in the community and build prototypes for for different industries or for different individuals. And our student will be able to have a portfolio when they walk away from you, sir. Our, our engineering our engineering students will be will be certified in the CAD program, SolidWorks. And so everything that we do at USERV is what I call, it's not going to be a lot of busy work and it's not going to be a lot of time that's unattended. So if we're going to be doing, if our students are going to be in our engineering program, they're going to be getting certified in that program, right? And so and so we just want to maximize our students' time and make sure when they leave USERV Academy, there is absolutely no doubt that our students have intellectual horsepower that, be, that, that will be able to compete in this ever-changing world. How will you measure the success of the school? I, I would measure the success of the school 
by the success of our students, right? If, if, if our students are not doing well, we're not doing well. And I think oftentimes students, I mean, institutions measure their success based off of their FTEs or based off of their tuition. I mean, if, if we can make, as a company, I, I don't even want to use you, sir. As, a, as an institution, you can make as, as much money as you possibly can, but if the students are not failing, if the students are not viable in the community, if the students are not thriving, if the students are not being able to feed their families, the students are not being able, are not successful, then who really wins? Right. So I measure, you know, you serve success off of the success of our students. When we have DDA Joe Sain, who's an engineer for NASA, when we have the Kirk Tuckers of the world who went to Oklahoma State pre-med, graduated pre-med degree. We have the Dustin Saxtons who was a, who was a, who went to went off to the University of South South uh, Florida and an engineer. So I measure our success off of those students and off of students, not not based on how many if we keep our classroom full or if we how many students we sign up. Because for me, I'd rather have five successful students than fifty students that just sit in the back of the room throwing spitballs. Right. And so for me, that's how I measure success is how well our students are doing. If, 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 if we have students that are reaching back, pulling other students up to be at that pinnacle where they're at, to me, that's success. Success is, is, is with, with anything people like the people like to talk about. They always ask, OK, well, how many students you have? Well, I like to say how many students we graduated, how many students have, how many students are, 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 are people in terms of coming back and being mentors to our current students. And we have that. And so, so for me, that's how I measure success is, is how well our students are doing. And, and our job is not to just graduate our students from high school. That is not our job. Well, that is not our focus. Our focus is not to see them through high school. At serve, our focus is to see them through life. And so when they graduate serve, that's really when our work begins because we want to get them through college and we want to make sure when they when they in that third year of college, we start making phone calls. OK, we start we start going into our Rolodex and start calling employers. We have this individual here. We we make sure our students have great resumes. And so our job begins at graduation, not in like um, that. I like that. It begins at graduation. Right. It begins at it begins at high school graduation. That's where our work really began. How did the lessons you learned from coaching help you prepare for your role as an academic administrator? Well, I, I remember this just like yesterday. So when I went off to, when I went off to college, I was going in as, a, as an athlete. And so I remember this day just like it was yesterday. Right. I was walking down the hall. I was getting out of one of my classes. I think it was Spanish. Yeah, it was a Spanish class. I was getting out of Spanish class. And I had winning and I had went to the registrar's office to get an unofficial transcript. And so I noticed this was like the end of my junior year. And I noticed I only needed like three classes to graduate. I said, holy smoke, I'm about to graduate college, right? And so I came here with I came here to play football, but I ended up getting the college degree out of it, being a pretty good football player. And so I always tell student athletes, don't let the game use you. You use the game. Exactly. You know, get what you want out of it. And then 
And then in the end, if you if you're fortunate enough to 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 keep playing and make a little money doing it, fine, that's a bonus. But but I've never really went into this thing thinking education. I'm just going to be honest. But however, going through that process, going through that process, and 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 talking and and listening to different professionals that was coming into our classrooms to talk about different career paths, different career paths in different fields, I started gaining the knowledge and, and started gaining the want to, to not just be a, a job, not just be a football player. I started thinking about, well, man, if I just have a wife and some kids and a house, to me, that's success. And so, so I really, sports really helped me in terms of, for example, if I'm mowing the yard, my daughter, she'll be like, daddy, you don't, she'll try to bring me water. Daddy, why don't you just stop? It's hot. But you can't stop in the game. You got to keep going. And that's one of, you know, I can see a lot of my my competitiveness, even with you, sir. I was told, listen, man, you need to get a, a, a consultant to help you build out the school because they're going to do the audits, the Department of Ed. They're going to come in and they're going to make sure you have you have this. this. I said, what? Well, I'm a pretty smart guy. I can read. And I did it myself. And that's all that was to me. It was a challenge to not have any help. And, and with the you know, with the help of, of 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 others who I reached out to when I didn't understand something, but I wasn't going to go out and pay somebody for something that I was capable of doing myself. And so, and I and I attribute that to sports. Now, when you are looking to hire persons to work on your staff, what specific skill sets are you looking for to make a candidate stand out? I I, I look for someone that care. Because what I what I what I do know in doing this for for a while and mentoring kids and being in academia, kids don't care what until they know that you care, right? And then once they know that you care, then that's when you can make an impact on them. And so we're looking for well, we we have everyone that's associated with you serve are like minded individuals. It's just like if when someone is running for office or they're gonna pretty much bring someone bring someone in that thinks like them that share the same mm-hmm. goals that mm-hmm. share the same views on a particular policy right mm-hmm. so when when bring when when looking to have someone that work at you serve and no one works for anybody we work together I remember I was working I'm gonna tell this story I was working with at least Steinberg's office right and Lee brought in this guy I'm not gonna say his name but Lee brought in this guy and he gonna tell me you work for Lee. I said, I don't work for Lee. I work for my kids. I said, I work with Lee, but I don't work for anybody. I work with him. And he was, oh, no, you work for Lee Steinberg. I said, no, 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 no. I work with. And so, and that's, that's the attitude that I have. No one works for anybody around here. We work for, we work for our students, but no one is, no one is, is beholden to, to anyone's in terms of, of discipline. And that's why we, we do do our due diligence and we, we make sure that everyone that's involved with you serve Academy have a passion for kids. I remember when I dropped my daughter off at elementary school, seemed like it was just yesterday. My daughter, she's always been just wanting to talk to anybody. Just mm-hmm. so she gets out the car. Hey, miss, whatever, whatever the lady name is. Hey, how you doing? The teacher like looked at her and didn't even, didn't even respond. Wow. And so and so to me, that is someone who is, it's, it's, it's a job for them. It's, it's not a career. Mm-mm. You know, educators don't do that. They don't perform like that. And, 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 and for me, 
if, if you don't have a passion for kids and you don't have a passion to see students succeed, you're in the wrong business, right? If you don't, if you don't project that student to have more education than yourself, to make more money, I want, I want every single student to be, (laughs) to make more money than me, to be more financially secure than I am. Right. And I want every student to have more education than I have. Right. That is what I'm coaching. Right. That is what we're training them to training them to do is to be successful. And it doesn't stop at, okay, there's no glass ceiling here. And so, and if you don't think like that, again, you're definitely in the wrong business because our students, our students are our future. They're going to be leaders of the free world. And so we want to make sure that we put in the right energy into our students. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, when looking at it like that, students will see that what, you know, they call me Coach Pryor. Coach, Coach Pryor, really cares. And, and there's, re- there's not too much that I won't do within rules and regulations, within, within being compliant uh, to, to, to make sure our students succeed. And so, but yeah, we, we, we definitely want to make sure we hire the right people. We have the right people around our students because again, every student becomes my kid. Every student becomes my, my, that little girl that walks in, I see that being my daughter, that little boy, the young man that walk in, I see that as being my son. And so I'm going to make sure he be respected in a way that I will want someone to respect my child. And so, and that's, and that's what you get at youth serve. I had a parent, I would say every parent that I speak to or interview, they would always pretty much say the same thing in a roundabout way, man, this is a school that you, that you always thought about and dreamed of. And here it is. And so, it's definitely going to be a fun environment, a fun learning environment. Teachers truly going to care. And we just going to put our students in the best position to win, whether that's, for example, we have we had a couple of kids that came to us in the 12th grade. They had absolutely no idea what they want to do. So they didn't want to go to college. They didn't want to go to trade school. They was never really taught about what happens after high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was just thinking, I'm like, it was kind of bothering me because you have two individuals that was basically out here, 16, 17 years old, basically out here in this world by themselves. So I said, I got to figure something out. And so I call a good friend of mine, Sandy Cornelios. Sandy Cornelio, real great friend of mine. He used to be an army recruiter. I said, Sandy, I I need you to talk to these two individuals. They may be perfect candidates for for the military. And so, so Sandy, like, put them on. So I, they was in office, here in my office, and I called them, and, 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 oh, by the time Sandy had finished speaking with these two students, they was like, oh, my God, when can we sign, right? And so the students went and took the ASVAB test. They scored really high on the test. I always thought they were pretty smart kids. And, and so they are projecting now. They have plans now, in which before – one young man said, Mr. Pryor, before I, I had no plans. Now I can start making plans. And, that's, and, and to me, that's, that is the essence of what we do. When students can't figure it out, which nine times out of ten, they don't. They can't. That's why they call kids. Yes. And it's our job to figure it out. And so whether it's the military, whether it's college, whether it's vocational certifications, we are going to put our students in a, in a, in a position to succeed. And most importantly, we want students to be around us, to be in our in our in our facilities, so we can mentor them. That's the most the very vital piece in this whole equation is the mentorship piece. 
because there's a lot of smart people out there on the side of the road with their thumbs in there. Yes. Right. There's a there's a lot of smart people that's behind bars. Right. And so we want to make sure that our students are well-rounded, treat people how they want to be treated. And, and, and we just want to produce a, a pretty good, a pretty good product in a student. So. Now, what has been your biggest professional mistake and how did you overcome it? Well, I think my big, well, my biggest professional mistake is I'm a, I'm a person that I don't like to depend on someone. Mm. And I think yes. in the beginning, that's what I did. And that was primarily the reason why you serve was stagnant, right? I was depending on someone to, to, to really be doing due diligence while I was out doing the sports agent thing that was going to pretty much pay for the academy. And so, and, and, and I really don't put myself in a position where if this person don't come in or this person don't come through, everything is going to be a wash. Right. And so, so that's, that's been my biggest mistake personally is, was depending on, or trusting, I guess I would use the word trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then how I combated that is everything I do, I just try to become educated on it myself. So that way you don't have to trust or entrust somebody with your dream or your vision. You can pretty much do it yourself. Now, there, there will be a lot of sleepless nights. However, at the end of the day, the rain don't last forever, right? Oh, what should young administrators um, do to prepare themselves for longevity in this industry? Well, I think they gotta they gotta talk to as they gotta put themselves in a position to network. They gotta go to administrative conferences. They gotta pick the minds of those that are successful in it, and, and they have to work. They have to put themselves, surround themselves with excellence. Put themselves in a situation where a lot of people like to say it's all about who. And I say no, it's not about who. It's who knows you and how well they like, you, right? And so. Students have to put themselves in a situation where to be known. It's kind of like recruiting, right? If they don't know you out there, you can't be recruited. And so I would encourage students to, to go to conferences, send emails. I remember I sent to, when I was working on my master's degree in sports administration, I became friends with close friends with the, with the athletic director at Miami. And he was like, listen, whenever you need, whenever you need any recommendations, definitely reach out. I'll make calls for you. And it's all about putting yourself out there and, and, and making sure you're presentable, being able to speak well, because people start determining what type of person you are the first time you start speaking. And so I definitely think students or individuals that want to get into the athletic administration piece, they need to put themselves in that, put themselves in that environment because it's not going to come to you. And as everyone wants to be in sports. Everyone Everybody. Wants Everybody wants to be negotiating contracts. Everybody wants to be in the green room, but everybody don't want everybody don't want to put in the work. Everybody think about they look at the money that's garnered from being in sports, but it but it's a lot of work. And sometimes you may see those zeros, but zeros still don't add up on the administrative side. But uh, but I, I definitely think students have to put themselves in a position to be around excellence and be around the people that can help them become great administrators. If there are listeners who want to be a part of your mentorship program, how do they contact you? Well, if they go to youserve. If they go to youserve.org, there is a there is a contact us form they can fill out. Okay. And also, they 
also they can just give us a just give us a call 772-404-1003 772-404-1003 and we are we we definitely want individuals that truly care about student success and want to see students succeed I like to say it it does take a village to to make sure our students are thriving and surviving and when at the end of the day the children are our future i guess you could say and and and, and 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 think about it. These kids, just like you and I, we didn't ask to be here. Correct. Uh, and we had we had no decision. Nobody uh, asked us if we wanted to be here. And so I think it's our job when we have students or come in contact with students or kids or youth, we look at them as that. This kid is someone that is depending on us for survival. And what we don't want is what we don't want to happen is for those for those young precious souls to get in the wrong hands of individuals that really don't really not concerned with them being successful or their safety and so so that's 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 really what, who we are looking for in terms of, of staffing and like I said they can definitely get in contact contact with us if they're interested in our mentorship program our sports academy we're going to be hiring sports specific tutors trainers we we the resumes are going to be the determining factor because we we're not going to be hiring any team dads just because their son or daughter may play and be pretty good right that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're able to articulate the game to others and and want to see others succeed and so to me, that's a huge piece is being able to that player development piece, being able to develop players just like you in the classroom. We want to develop great study habits for our students and great study skills. Same same holds true in, in sports. We want our students to be great students at a game and we want our students to walk away knowing the why. A lot of times we study, but we, we still don't know why. Uh, why things why you got to run this play this way or 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 why when you when you're studying biology i was telling my daughter just the other day you got to understand the why you can't just understand definitions you got to understand why that works with that other body part and what makes it all work together for the for the common good of the body and so you sir we we, we our students are going to know the why and that's going to be our main focus is our students having that intellectual horsepower and knowing the why and you said the sports academy is fourth grade and up mm-hmm. for you serve academy. Is it the same grades? No, you serve academy. You serve academy is the high school. The sports academy is pretty much is an after school program. So we're going to take students from fourth grade on up and we're going to allow students to partake in every sport, every sport imaginable. Right. And these are our fourth, fourth on fourth. And I would say probably our fourth fourth grade to probably middle school because around roughly in the middle school, they pretty much know what sport they probably want to target. So our young kids, our young stars, we got to introduce them to every, to, 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 to several sports. So they're choosing and we're going to train them professional. They're going to train hard. And then in the end, they'll decide, okay, which sport they like, which sport they would like to focus on the most. They may want to focus on two, two sports. They may want to focus on three sports, but we still, we're going to, we want to train them the right way. We want to get them at ground roots level and train them the right way with the right, with the right training, with the right people. And so that way, when they get to high school, they get to youth serve Academy, right. They have been trained the right way and in the proper way. And so now it's all about continuing the development of, 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 of the student athlete. And now it's, it's all about X's and O's and, and understanding the why. 
Okay. So you moved from the sports academy to the high school, then Correct. to Indian River College. Correct. Okay. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one that's one thing, one added bonus for our our our, our non-student athletes is that they got they have a direct we're a direct feeder to Indian River State College. And so this is a great college and we're looking to make sure our students that grad that comes to USERV Academy and it's mandatory. It's not okay, I just want to come here just because I heard it's a cool school and you guys go on a lot of neat trips and have a lot of celebrities and entertainers and whatever. So students, they, they, it's mandatory. They're either going to get a trade program or they're going to get an AA degree here at USERV, right? So if they, if, if they don't want either of the two or, 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 or be in our sports academy. So if they're not in, in, in within those three realms, then they won't be a good fit for USERV Academy. So either a trade program or a degree or our sports academy. And that's in addition to the real estate license. Right. Yeah. The real estate, the real estate component is is mandatory, is our mandatory reading curriculum. So just by default, they're gonna get those real estate credentials. Great. And so they'll put the A degree or or A degree in a in a in a real estate credentials or vocational certification in the real estate credentials. So they're gonna walk away and, and if they partake in the engineering program, they'll be certified in SolidWorks. Okay. And every student is going to learn on our, what we call our super speeder programs. They're going to learn date trading. They're going to learn tax prep. They're going to learn, they got every, and every student is also going to take fundamental to finance. So the things that I learned at 30 years old, these students are going to learn it at 15 years old. It's perfect. Yeah. And so I really do think that the gen ed stuff, the algebra, the geometry and all those things, it is important. Trust me, it is. But that, that that FICA score is just as important. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, and so we want to make sure our students understand the ramifications of, of credit and understanding what that means. And because I'm going to ask you, where you taught about FICA scores and, 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 and Experian and TransUnion and Equifax. Not in know, high school, not in college, not in grad school. Right. And so... Our students are going to learn that in tenth grade, and so and understand what that means. And and I know even with our our reading curriculum, Enoch he's he's building out like a a, a youth serve private equity fund where our students are going to be able to invest in certain properties, rehab the properties, and so our students will have a really a, a, a business mind when they leave Youth Serve Academy. And so often often I have five or six different businesses. And I didn't go to college for business. I think for me, business is more of a trade. You get grab if you have yourself a great business mentor, you will do well. And so I really want to focus on our students learning trades programs. And and at USERV, they will have mentors that is that are in that that's in that field of study, in that career, and and gonna make sure they're gonna walk our students to a successful path, just like they're in, like they're successful in their current career. And so I do think the mentorship piece, whether it's a business mentor or a personal mentor, is it plays a huge role in success. Now it's overtime. Okay, Quincy, I'm going to read some sentences to you. I'm going to start them and I need you to finish them. Okay, shoot. I know I've had a good day when? 
when my when my two little boys run to me and say, Daddy, and give me some sugar. Ah. <laughs> the best advice I can share with an aspiring coach is. But treat people how you want to be treated and how you want them to treat your son or daughter. If I had a conversation with my younger self, I would prepare him for. Hmm, that's a good question. I would prepare my younger self for, for, for disappointment. I would say I would prepare mm. myself for disappointment. Yeah, I would prepare myself for disappointment or for, for things that may not happen when I want it to happen. And so, yeah, I think that would be the, the, the biggest takeaway. The person who influenced me the most was? My mom and dad. When I retire, I want to be remembered for? The amount of, the amount of individuals that I impacted. That's great. Do you have any parting advice for persons who are interested in careers in sports administration or higher education? Well, I would say if, if you allow it to be your passion, right, don't get into it because what you think it will do for you. Now, ask yourself, what can you do for it? What can you do for education? What can you do for sports administration, right? Bring something to the table. Don't let, don't expect something to be brought to you. Right. And, and in fact, you should want to be the entire table. Oh, right? okay. And so I think oftentimes we, we look at things in terms of what we're going to achieve financially. And the good thing about success, right, financial gains typically follow. So focus on being right. successful. Focus on being successful and the money's going to come. It's just like being out in the woods when you're chopping a tree. Right. You keep chopping, chopping, chopping that tree going to eventually fall. But if you stop chopping that tree, it's not going to fall. That's one thing for sure. So keep chopping wood and eventually whatever you, you want out of life, not just not just sports administration, but in, in relationships and marriages and how you treat people. You got to put in whatever you put in it is what you're going to get out of it. And so and that's a, another thing, one advice that I would give. Young people, whatever you put in, it's what you're going to get out of. You can't expect to put in 50% and get hat and get 100. And so, but yeah, I, I really have the time here and it was great. And, and, uh, and if there's any questions that anyone have for me from in terms of you serve Academy, I would love to, uh, to share anything. If, if someone want to start their own Academy, I think that's something that I'm passionate about is helping others. And, and I think, and I, and I, and I have to say this. Uh, Marilyn, Marlon, I have to say this. I think that, and I'm and I'm and I'm ready to talk about us a little bit. And I think one thing that we have to do as as people of color is we have to start congratulating people when we see other people win. Yes, right. And I think for us, everything is a competition. We don't congratulate each other. We don't. We are not proud of each other when we. See one someone winning we want to we want to know why or how is he, we want to establish these narratives that are that is that is that are negative when it comes to success amongst people of color and i think we can do everything together besides make a living together right and and i just want 
individuals that if I have anything that I can share or anything that I can help someone become successful, to me, that is my success when I see you're successful. And if I was able to play any ancillary part to your success, man, you can't put a price tag on that for me. And so I think we just got, we have to start doing a better job at congratulating each other and, and wanting to see each other win and stop the crab in a barrel mentality. And I know I got a little, a little off topic, but I think that's, to me, that's really important. And then once we get to the top, right, we got to reach back and pull each other up. I don't care if you're black. Right, help other people. And oftentimes we get in these positions, these positions, we don't do the right thing. And and then that puts a mark on on us as a whole. And now we have these stereotypical conversations or, mm-hmm. or, or about how we will be as administrators. Look at the coaching. How many of us is, is on full teams? How many of us is, is GMs? You know, and I think we just got, once we get to that point, we got a better job at doing the right thing. If the people in your circle don't cheer for your success, you have the wrong people around you. Absolutely. You need people who are going to be there for you when you're successful, but even more importantly, you need people who are going to be there by your side when you fail. They're going to pick you up, cheer you on, and make sure that you get on track and going again. Absolutely. And that's when you need people the most. Exactly. Exactly. Those are the real people in your life are the ones who are there for the bad times. Anybody can be there when it's good. But the people who are still there for you when, when a parent passes away, when a child passes away, those are your people. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this information, LaQuincy. It has been a pleasure to see you virtually again. And I just appreciate all that you shared. Okay. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope that the notes you took from our guests will help you as you plan and build your career. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. View from the big chair, examining the cost to be the boss. I'm your host, Marlon Jones, and I thank you again for listening.